Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where a growing number of leaders are convinced that being resilient is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been with me for a while, thank you for your continued engagement. I love hearing from our listeners, so don't hesitate to drop me a line. My contact information is in the show notes. And if you're new with us, you might be interested in a free weekly newsletter letter that I send out to subscribers every Tuesday morning called Five Things in Five Minutes. Yes, that's right. You can read the entire thing in five minutes or less. It's never longer than 350 words total. You can count on it. You can subscribe by going to the show notes to find the link to subscribe. All right, enough of the logistics. Let's jump right in, shall we? Have you ever met a futurist? Do you know what a futurist does? Well, I've had the good fortune of having a father-in-law who's a futurist, a former futurist for General Motors. The conversations over the years have been absolutely fascinating. Sometimes that's involved uh, some paradigm shifts uh, in me. Other times that's meant flying drones through my in-law's house or trying out new virtual reality goggles that he brings home from work. But the big myth with futurists is that no, they are not palm readers telling you what will happen to you next Tuesday, nor are they busy inventing flying cars. Unfortunately, when people think of futurists, they often think of Doc Brown from Back to the Future lore with crazy hair and even crazier ideas and personalities. Instead, Futurists are normal people. They're very smart people, but they're normal. But they look at trends today and how those trends might impact how we think about and live into the future. It's actually quite complex and it's also quite fascinating. Now, I recently read a book by a futurist by the name of Brian David Johnson called The Future You, Breaking Through the Fear, Break Through the Fear and Build the Life That You Want. Now, admittedly, this book won't win any Pulitzer Prize for its writing style, but there are some wonderful insights and helpful frameworks that I want to share with you on this episode, specifically the framework that Brian David Johnson, or BDJ as he's called, calls future casting. What is future casting? He wrote this book about future casting your life. Now, right now you may be listening and thinking, really? Can you really create the future or is that just another sales ploy and marketing trick to convince me to seize the day and take hold of my future like other Hallmark cards or bumper stickers that we see in traffic? No, it's much more grounded and it's much more thoughtful than that. Now, BDJ starts by asking a very simple but foundational and profound pair of questions. He says, where do you want to go and what's the future you want? Where do you want to go and what future do you want? Those are great questions to start. We don't often think about that because we think that the future is kind of stuck. It's static. We can't do anything about it. And he says, no, 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 you got to think about your future first. That's a very simple paradigm shift for many of us, but the future isn't stuck. We can actually impact it. And so he gives a, a few parts here that are really important in this framework. The part one is, he said, I want you to really think about your future. He said, I want you to sit down, carve out some time, and think through several questions like, what are your biggest fears about the future? Are there any small fears or worries that nag you? What is the most recent prediction you've heard about the future? 
And how did that prediction make you feel? What is the furthest moment possible into the future that you can see? What excites you about this far off future? And then he asks, similar to the opening questions, what kind of future do you want and what keeps you from that future? I think those are great questions. What kind of future do you want and what keeps you from that future? So that was part one, is to spend some time thinking about your future. And I want to encourage you, this is as ridiculously practical as I can get. Spend some time thinking about that, answering those questions, writing those down. And then he talks about part two, talk about the future. Pose those same questions that I just listed a moment ago to three other people in your life. And he encourages people that you really trust that'll give you honest answers. And as you ask those questions, then to step back and ask yourself, what did you learn? Do you still want the same future after hearing those responses? Did this change the future you now envision for yourself? And then to ask, so what's in your control as you think about the future? BDJ writes that if you want to think like a futurist, the only way you can change the future is to change the story that you're telling about it. That sounds simple, but that was a really important moment uh, for me to realize that when he wrote that. The only way you can change the future is to change the story you're telling about it. We're always telling ourselves stories, whether we realize it or not. And then he talks about the one, two, three of future casting. This is where I found it to be most helpful. The one, two, three of future casting. Number one, he said, you need to imagine yourself in a different future. You can't change the future until you grab a hold of the narrative. Number one. Number two, he says, you have to identify the forces that will get you to your new future. He calls these future forces. And these future forces include three things. Number one, the support of people who can help you. So to ask, who will help me? Why them? What would I want them to do to help me? And if you were me, you could ask them, if you were me, what are the first steps you would take toward achieving this future? That's the first future force. The second one, he said, are the tools. The tools that you will need that will propel you into a new story. These could be digital products and services. It could be an organization or an industry trade group. It could be a book, financial software, whatever it is. But what are the tools that you need? And then the third future force are the experts, those who've already been there before that you could reach out to or learn from or read from. So again, those future forces, the support of people, the tools, and the experts that you need. And then he talks about, number three, the backcasting. This is determining the specific steps that you need to take to move forward in the future that you want and to avoid the future you don't want. And to break down the process into three incremental steps. This was really a helpful framework for me as well. Number one, what do you need to do to get halfway to that different future that you are imagining? Number two, what do you need to move partway toward the different future that you're imagining? And number three, what do you need to do right away to get toward that future? Or what do you need to do on Monday to get toward that future? And he said, I can't tell you how many futures haven't been realized simply because people don't know where to begin. And he said, we have to balance the future be between the need to strike the right balance between two different desires or ideas. The first is our inherent desire for certainty. And then the other is to understand that the future is uncertain and anything could happen. And neither of those ideas are 100% true, but the trick is to find the balance between them. And how do we do that? Humility. 
Again, ask yourself, what is the future that I want? Sit down with pen and paper and write it out and be as detailed and specific as possible. That part one is the future you. Write the story of the future that you want or you don't want. Part two, what are the future forces? Identify the five forces of the future that you want. List your people, your tools, your experts. What are those five under those categories? Get to know what you like and don't like. To see yourself in the future house or job or career or trip or even hobby for you to enjoy, you have to envision it first. In other words, to have you have to have a vision for what you want it to look like. No vision, no future casting. By the way, I love this idea. He said, future cast with your family. Do it as a family. Sit down as a family and talk about what kind of futures do we want as a family? What does this look like for us? What kind of experiences or trips or kind of culture do we want to create in this family? And then BDJ ends with a fantastic quote, one that I was not familiar with, but I resonate with deeply. It's from General Dwight Eisenhower, who said, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. Plans are worthless, but planning is everything. That's very similar to the first quote that I shared on episode one of this podcast, the quote from Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Resilient leaders, you know that plans are worthless, but planning is everything. That, my friend, is the heart of resilient leadership. Again, the name of Brian David Johnson's book is The Future You, Break Through the Fear and Build the Life That You Want. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks, as always, to my colleague in good mischief creation, Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. Joel produces all of the episodes of this podcast and the other podcast that I co-host, The Monday Morning Pastor. If you have video or podcast production needs, Joel helps to tell your story in clear and compelling ways. Visit onalimproductions.com or visit the show notes to learn more. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, future casting is a strategic way to become more resilient. And also remember, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. Have a great day. 